Welcome, everybody, back to the Multilocation Marketing Show. I am Elliot Olson, and I am here with our regular get, our regular host, uh, Matt Nichols, uh, our other regular host, <laughs> CEO uh, of MarketStare, Matt Nichols. And today we've got a special guest, uh, Kevin Mullet. He is our VP of Program Services here at um, at Market Snare, and he's in charge of all of our social and a bunch of other things. Uh, but the reason I mention that is because today we are actually talking about uh, local social media. And for those of you who are just joining us, um, to give some context, this show is obviously in the title. It's all about multi-location local marketing. And so today we are talking about local uh, social media as it applies to multi-location companies. Um, and so we're really excited to have Kevin uh, here on the show with us today. And uh, I think you guys are going to get a lot of value out of this one. So um, anything else you guys want to add before we start asking for, I have some questions I want to ask you guys. Well, I guess I did want to mention, yeah, my, I did want to, I forgot to mention Kevin uh, is a speaker on the uh, digital marketing circuit. So he's been around uh, for, I don't know, you've been in, how long have you been in marketing for now, Kevin? A uh, very, very long time to say how long would divulge my age. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he's been with Marcus there uh, okay. for well over a decade. I know that. So um, it's yeah. it's been eighteen years with. Oh my Marcus gosh! Almost alone, two decades. So. Cool. Crazy. Dang. <laughs> well, that's awesome. You guys are. I'm definitely a little bit more fresh than you guys. Uh, I would say in terms of my tenure at Marcus there. But anyway, um, wanted to start off just uh, asking. Uh, just kind of laying some groundwork, you know, what, what is local social media management and why is it important uh, when it comes to, to multi-location businesses? And I thought, Kevin, you could, you could take this first question. Well, I think the thing that people should understand first and foremost is the concepts of social media have been along, been around since before it was so coined. So, you know, it was in the 2000s when the whole social media thing came about and it was coined as social media. But the premises goes back to, uh, you know, bulletin boards and and other types of groups that we had and even, uh, you know, offline mechanisms. So it's a way to connect with people that uh, are uh, in a community or a group or in a setting or using a particular app or using a particular service. And the thing that we're referring to today is, is, well, how are you going to do that at scale? So here's a perfect example for that. Uh, a long, long time ago, when there used to be newspapers all across the country, and there used to be even local uh, community uh, um, magazines and or newspapers, you would see these ads that always appeared at the back of them and they would try and sell you something. Well, that same ad would appear across thousands of newspapers all across the country, okay? And it was a way for that advertiser to try and reach people in multiple locations everywhere. And uh, they, they, could, they had to do that manually, right? And so what we're talking today is, is well, if you have thousands of locations where you want to speak to an audience and you could get business from that market, how do you do that efficiently so you're not writing out a check, creating a, a, an envelope, 
putting a stamp on it and sending it in to put your ad in. How do you do that at scale? And the metaphor is is speaking of paid, but it, it works the same way with organic. How do you do that in a scaled manner so that you have efficiencies, so that you have less legal exposure and a whole bunch of things that we'll talk about here through this podcast today. That's awesome. Yeah. Anything, anything to add to that? Why it's important, why local social media management is important. Well, yeah, I think, you know, as Kevin said, the brands obviously are using social media. I mean, anyone who's ever, anyone is trying to take advantage of that. And they have been for years uh, because it's very powerful. And obviously with the digital platforms we have today, you know, you can really get granular on the audience you're targeting and things like that from a from an ad perspective, which is a great way to use social media, but also, as Kevin said, organically, you know, building your brand. And there's just a big difference between what you do with social media on a national level in building brand and I think the purpose at the local level. So there is obviously some overlap. You still want to support your brand. You want to build awareness. You want to be connected to your community. But what we're seeing is a lot of consumers um, at the local level. We call it kind of the last mile of the sale. And generally, people are researching at a national level when they're trying to familiarize themselves with the brand or they love a brand. they're trying to research, you know, products and services that they're interested in. But at the local level, it tends to be a little bit more transactional. Like I'm getting down close to the people that are here that are actually going, I might be working with or might be delivering the service. And I think in general, with local marketing, there seems to be a lot more uh, inherent trust because you're, you know, you're operating on the assumption that these people are in my local community. These things are relevant to me. Um, there may be national promotions and things, but generally at the local level, inventory is different, promotions different, maybe design styles, how they talk about a product, what the needs are. I mean, you know, if you live in in the Colorado in Colorado it, in the mountains, you know, you might have different needs with products and services than if you live in Miami, Florida, for example. Um, certainly, your imagery is different, the culture is different, you know, how you're talking about things are different. So, uh, consumers are really good about sniffing that out if you're if you're just kind of have a one size fits all message. So, really, uh, what we found is that if you um, are much more local in your focus, right, you tend to get much better results. Um, And that brings me to uh, a point. There was a study actually done by Facebook of 800 multi-unit brands or multi-location brands, as we call them. And they found that local pages outperform the corporate pages uh, in their social media by over um, 346%. So it just goes to show that, you know, people engage. I mean, if you're engaging with something that you see, there's millions of followers and, you know, (laughs) you're never, you don't, you just feel like you're kind of receiving messaging, but at the local level, it tends to be more interactive because you're feeling like, Hey, this is, you know, the Indianapolis or the Dallas or the Denver, you know, uh, branch of this. And, and you kind of expect a little bit more, maybe communication, a little bit more specific information about what's available in your market. And so that tends to be uh, much more trusted. And that's why we see it performing really well. And you get more, a lot more engagement at that local level. So it's definitely worth it. You know, the, the, the challenge comes in when um, it's a lot different approach, right, than the national. So what, what we always try to do and recommend to clients is how do you 
how do you use your national assets, you know, the great photography and, and content and thought, well thought out strategies and things at the national level and apply them to local um, while having uh, local people involved to some degree is obviously great. But every every company is different and what their network's like and, and how they can use social media, what social media channels are right for them. And so there's a, there's a lot of variance, but but really, if you can figure out how to make that work, and that's what we're going to talk about, some tactics and strategies and things that we've seen work and, and some of the tech that can support that, you really need to, to put a plan in place. And if social media is something that really fits for you, then it really uh, makes a lot of sense to dive in and to get creative and to, to think through some of the strategies. How can we take advantage of these things, build efficiencies, economies of scale, um, so that we can do this and we can localize it? Um, how can we get people involved in a controlled way where we still have you know, some ability to protect the brand, protect any kind of legal compliance-related issues? So those are some of the challenges <clears throat> that people think about when they want to go more local and they think immediately um, – and rightfully so, like, oh, my gosh, that's just a ton of work. I've got 100 lo local markets that, that we're in. So, yeah, it can be daunting. So um, that's kind of the conundrum that a lot of marketers find themselves in is they've got, you know, they see the value, they see the need, but then they see <laughs> the tremendous amount of work and do, uh, in doing that and making it work and, and some of the compliance-related things. And they're like, ah. And then a lot of times people just don't do anything, right? And so, well, <laughs> right? <laughs> and Matt, if you, if, you, if you think about it, you know, we've had clients before um, in the, that say, wow, you know, we've got, we've got Bob. And man, Bob's, Bob's location is killing it on social media. The problem is, is we don't have a hundred right. bobs, right? Right. So you have you have Bob and you have Ralph and you have Sally and you have you know whoever, and and in their markets they're killing it on social media because they're outgoing people because they are accustomed to it because they use it in their personal life, and and the real issue is is you don't have those three people in all one hundred locations. You only have that level of competency and that level of personality in those given markets. So the, the question is, is how can you take 80 to 90% of what they're doing that works? You can't, you can't always duplicate the exact personality. Right. You can't duplicate in all instances, though we have some tactics for doing so, uh, that the sports team won that day or, or something like that. But you can take a very large percentage of what works for, for Bob and Sally and deploy that across a lot of locations. You just need some efficiencies and some tech to make that happen because so far we're not allowed to clone Bob and Sally. So how do you do that at scale? Yeah, exactly. And you know, the upside. Right. Before we, before we get, before we get too far into this, cause I think some of these questions we're going to answer as we get further down, I did want to ask what is the, what differentiates local social media from national, you know, a corporate social media effort versus a local social media effort. Um, I want to just ask you guys that, and then we can get into some of the upsides of like doing it the right way and some of the, you know, other tactics and efficiencies you guys are kind of getting into. So um, question is what differentiates local social media from national, you know, versus, uh, you know, you corporate national corporate strategy versus the local social media strategy or social media efforts. In, in short, 
content and personality. So, I mean, that's the that's the briefest version of it. Now, there's a whole lot that goes behind that. But essentially, Matt touched on it a little bit earlier where <clears throat> your content may change because your inventory or your service or the product offering may change. And, and you know, National is saying, we do this. And you're like, well, we actually just do this because that's what our market is. We don't do this because we're not in Alaska, you know, or we're not in Miami, right? So having that uh having that content reflect the photography and the, and the reality of the services that you provide in that market definitely differentiates from national. The other option is, is a, another thing that Matt alluded to, which is the personality or the engagement or the community building, you know, social media people and marketing people in general love to use all these fancy terms or whatever, but it's, it's basically about, Connecting, like Matt said, connecting with who you're going to do business with. And that's definitely different than, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not contacting the manufacturer. I understand that the manufactured product is on the table. It's in on consideration, right? Or in consideration. That's fine. These these three manufacturers are in consideration. Who am I going to buy it from? That's totally different from what I'm going to buy who I'm going to buy it from. And that's where a lot of community and personality and, oh, Bob, man, I, you know, Bob always talks about our local sports team and I dig that. Or Bob's giving us the local weather and telling us to watch and be careful when we drive today. Or it's it's locality, it's, it's affinity for that market, it's affinity for that uh, particular place. And if you think about it again, I love to talk about things in terms of that this is not necessarily new. It's it's a new channel, it's new mechanisms, but we've been doing business this way from the dawn of time, you know, since business has been done. Yeah, and I, <clears throat> I would say at the local level, it tends to be, you know, a lot closer to the sale, right? Lower in the funnel, more conversionary. And I also think, you know, it, it just widely depends so much on your market, what you're selling. You know, if you're selling boats, um, you know, you want to be connected to people that love boats and showing all the cool new things. And, you know, if you sell custom truck parts, you know, you want to show people in that local community and the different, you know, mods that they've done and pictures of it. So you're kind of building that affinity with the group, but then you're also, you know, when you're providing that good content that your community likes, then you can slip in, you know, Hey, we've got this new release, uh, check this out or a sale or a promotion, you know? So there's, there's a lot, and a lot of different tactics. I mean, if you're a dental office, you know, maybe it's more about, public health and reminders of getting cleaning and, and what it can do. And maybe you're talking about different um, cosmetic type things and having a great smile, right? And so you're you're connecting and you're trying to build credibility and referrals and, and things like that. So every market is totally different in what you're trying to do. Now, uh, obviously, there's always the, the biggest difference, national is totally about the brand and what you're doing and education and you know you can you can build somewhat of a community but then when you when you take it down from the whole country down to one market now it just is a different feel right and it's it's connecting with those people and, and you're trying to do it in context of uh that local community and that's where the localization comes in so um, 
Yeah, Matt. So to jump off of that, uh, to give a, I love the boat example. So let's say that you're coastal. So you have a manufacturer that creates boats. Okay. Let's say fishing boats, right? Well, that fishing boat manufacturer has both freshwater and saltwater versions of that, right? So the national is all about all of their boats and then they'll highlight specific ones. But you're in a coastal area and your coastal area has no freshwater uh, lakes. What is the content on your page yeah, going right, to refer right. to, right? You're gonna talk about the saltwater versions of that because if you inject, and this is the critical part that people need to think about, is if you constantly are injecting things that are of no relevance to them on your social media channels, then they're less likely to participate and watch, follow, uh, engage, etc. So the the coastal uh, account, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, it doesn't matter what it is. All of those, all of that content is going to be built around. This is our audience. They're generally ranging in this. They look like this. They're these type of people. They talk like this, and this is the product that they're mostly interested in. Right. And so that completely changes how a content would or how the content would be yeah. portrayed and used. On and don't you think platform. customers, I mean, I know personally myself and I think what we see in the data is customers are a lot more likely to engage at, you know, if I'm in Miami, like we talked about talking to a local dealer about specific needs or questions or, you know, then they would a national just because, you know, it's like. Calling into a radio well, show if you're on XM radio and you know there's a million listeners, you know you know there's a snowball's chance in hell you're going to get through. You're, you might not call, but right. if it's a local guy that you know, 75 percent of the time you get on and you can talk, you know, then maybe you're going to call in. So I mean, it's the same kind of thing, right? You you expect maybe more response. You expect more specific, actionable information that you're looking for or getting a question answered and things like that. I think at the local level, you're going to get that. And so that there's another study by uh, Mainstay uh, Solaire that basically said um, in their research that local pages received five times the marketing reach and eight times the engagement. And so that's what we're seeing. And, you know, that's that's really the upside, why you want to do it, why you want to think about it. That doesn't mean national is not every bit as important as it is still. But now it's a different purpose. It's a different level and it, you know, figuring it out, you know, can provide a ton of upside for you, just depending on what market you're in. You know, if social media is a good way to connect, and and we don't say that it's the tactics can be wildly different depending on what you do, um, you know. But you can even start out basic, um, and we'll, I think we're going to talk about you know some of those tactics and and tools. But really, one of the things I want to talk about as well was just. You know what are your options, right? So if you if you say, yeah, I know there's upside here, like I said, it can be overwhelming. You know, you really have, as I see it, kind of four options. One, just don't do it, right? Just rely on the national. Um, don't do anything at the local level. And there's obviously problems with that, right? Because one, you're you're leaving an opportunity on the table. And um, what we've seen with some of our some of our clients is they just decide, hey, we're just going to do national, and then they start getting people. Uh, and Facebook used to do this. I don't think they're still doing it, but like they would literally, if people were like 
going somewhere and checking in. They would just create a page for you. And then they'd have all these orphan pages out there that they had no control over. People might be posting a question or whatever. No one's there to answer. It's like, you know, no one's there to answer it or, or to respond. And so, you know, from that perspective, social media has almost become like, you know, having a phone number or a mailing address. You know, you just you have to have it. There's, it's just like a certain baseline of doing business because people are going to look there. And if you're not there, you know, you're missing out on opportunities. It's just like not answering your phone when someone's calling. So, um, not doing it is not a good option. Some people do that just because they don't know, but then things, you know, are generally happening, you know, anyway. Right. And you're just not there to answer the bell. I mean, anything you want to add to that, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, I used to say a lot um, at conferences is, you know, everybody imagine that you have multiple phone lines and um, you get calls on all of those phone lines. And we're accustomed to that in business, right, that you have multiple phone lines. Well, decide today that you're not going to answer one. Why would you do that? Why would you choose to not answer the phone on one you know, one particular line. You, you wouldn't do that. Well, social media is much the same. Now, that could be taken too far. You don't, you know, like uh, Matt and I argue about this all the time, uh, jokingly, but somewhat seriously, is does every business on the planet have to have a Twitter account? Probably not. But if, if that's a phone that's ringing and you're not answering it or you didn't create a mechanism because people want to communicate with you there, then that's lost opportunity and your competition may be doing it. Don't be blind to that. So we go through a whole thing with our clients of, do you need to be here and what's the benefit and what's the cost? And obviously we're not going to get into all of that here, but the point is, is you have to be logical about where you're participating. And if the phone is ringing, answer the daggum thing because you know oftentimes there's business on the yeah. end let me let me let me play the devil's <laughs> advocate though kevin because i'm sure there's some people that are like i mean obviously you've got national managers of social media that are probably listening to this and you know vps of marketing whatever but the you know a corp uh, a franchisee is going to say well you know a phone call potentially is a lot different than somebody just liking a post or somebody commenting on a page why do I why do I need to put effort into that like I would if somebody was ringing the call as somebody uh-huh. was calling me? So what this almost always boils down to is one of two things: the belief in the value. They either believe or they don't believe the value is there. I'm not in the conversion game. I'm not going to try and convince people to take opportunity. I'm in the helping people who are ready to take advantage of that opportunity gain. Okay. So once you're convinced that you need it, I'll I'll help you. I'm not going to try and convince you. And the second part is, is the dauntingness of their current job and all of the things that they have to do. They don't understand that there are methods to make it so that they can do it. If every time that you were on the phone, you got stuck on the phone for an hour and you couldn't get your other work done, you would stop doing it. That's the, that's the objection. The objection is, will it bring me value? Do I believe that? Can I do it? And can I do it within the budget and time and blah, blah, blah? 
that's that's the exactly argument. and if it's and yes, yeah if you have a strategy that makes a lot of that's sense taking you a ton of time and effort to do it and you're not getting any return and people are like yeah but if you could do it and it didn't take any extra effort then why not you know now obviously some businesses are a lot more focused on they're more you know twitter is a good fit for them but a lot of businesses twitter especially at the local level might not be a good fit so maybe they just do twitter at the national level they don't do it locally so they they feel like they have their bases covered but facebook yeah and instagram yeah that's a, that's a great fit and so i want to spend our time there so every you know you got to take every situation and look at it and the pros and the cons and where's your audience and how are they communicating what are your competitors doing so those are the things that you kind of evaluate and and you can kind of gauge what kind of opportunity is there, what kind of conversations are going on on the different channels and where the best places for you to play are. And I think, you know, that's an evaluation every business has to make. And it's not a one size fits all. But the thing is, with some of the strategies and tactics that we're going to talk about, once you have you're doing content and you're localizing it and you're doing all the things that we've said kind of produces a result, there's a lot of economies of scale. So adding another channel and doing it. You know, you could do that, at least have a presence on there, but maybe you don't focus and do all this unique content specifically for Twitter, you know, for example. So, you know, it it really is an evaluation, you know, on a on kind of a business by business basis. But you want to consider all of those options. And then, you know, at what point does it make sense to invest in, in being on a certain uh, platform? So. Yeah, Elliot, one other point that I, I'd like to make is. You know, a lot of people say they, they try social media, okay? They get on, they try, they, they, they make a haphazard, and I'm not, that's not a dig. I mean, they just literally don't have the time to figure it out, and, and it doesn't immediately provide results. And how often have we seen this where people jump ship on things that don't immediately provide results? And, and then they... And then they, they, they bounce. They say, this doesn't work. This, I don't know what all of these people are talking about. But the reality of it is, is you don't try social media. Social media works. There, there are ample examples of that working all day long, right, for, for businesses. Um, one of my uh, good friends who's also on the speaking circuit, um, he uh, was very – uh, very active in Google Plus. And jokes aside, everybody was making fun of Google Plus and how it was worthless and it was a waste of time and Google was going to shut it down. And he decided that he was going to go all in on, on Google Plus and make it work. And he figured it out. And he had a he ended up getting jobs out of that. He ended up getting business out of it. He ended up getting a career uh, advancement out of it. And meanwhile, all of these people over here are saying that Google Plus doesn't work and he's over here killing it. All right. So the, the point is, is that all of these platforms could work for an individual business. It's whether that is going to take uh, a lot of strategy, a lot of effort or whether there are uh, other low hanging fruit. But you don't try social media. We've already established that social media works. Now what we need to get on with is, is how do we have it work for you and how do we have it work for you at scale? We've, the proof is already yeah, done. Yeah, that's great. So we've, so, so we've kind of touched on uh, not doing it at all. And we've kind of touched on uh, letting the local people handle it. Well, so if you're a manager, I think we need to talk you know, a little bit more about that right. one. You know, So <clears throat> because that is – 
probably the most common strategy, unfortunately, is, you know, maybe not doing it all is pretty common. But then if they are going to do it, what we found in our experiences, a lot of businesses are just leaving it up to the local people and just kind of go do it if you want to do it right at the local level. And so, wow, that creates all kinds of issues. Um, now, as Kevin was saying earlier, you know, it's kind of that, you know, you've heard of the 80-20 rule. I really call it the 99-1 rule um, or the, <laughs> at least the 95-5, you know, because you're not going to have, you might have 5% of your people that have that personality, that natural ability to do marketing, um, to use the technology, to use it effectively, that want to dive in, that want to do it. And they do great with it, you know, because they're engaging, they're, they understand, you know, what good content is, what their audience is looking for, and they're just out there naturally doing it. And there's so many small businesses that do a great job, you know, and typically I say it's the entrepreneur who has, you know, it's like a sink or swim. I've got to do this. It's part of my business. And they just dive in and do it and they learn it. But a lot of times with like franchises or dealers, they've got so many other things going on that they kind of rely on, and that's probably why they bought a franchise, because they're relying on the national organization to do the marketing support for them. And so <clears throat> they don't have the time, they don't have the expertise, you know, there's just, it's a lot to dive in and to really learn that. And, and you know, if you don't have that motivation or the background, or like, I've got to do this, or it's sink or swim, then a lot of times you just don't have the motivation, you know, to do it and to do it, to do a great job. So letting the local people just handle it, you know, you're going to get a total mixed bag and and the majority of it is not going to be good. It's not going to be, you know, some people, it's just, you know, the majority of people, I would say, it's like torture to them to have to, oh, I've got to do a post. What am I going to say? You know, blah, blah, blah. It's it a task. Matt, <laughs> Matt, Matt, I'm thinking, I'm thinking <laughs> in my head right now, just for some example of context, some people probably laugh at this, but like, I'm just thinking of my friend who's a massage therapist who's 25 and books out everything, all of her stuff through social media, you know, like that's how she books out her clients on Instagram. But then you've got the HVAC service person <laughs> who's, you know, no offense, but they're a little later in their life. They don't, they didn't grow up in a generation that uses that stuff. And we're expecting them as, you know, managers of their program and, you know, their support team to, to, have them actually do social media in a way that's meaningful and relevant to their local market. Yep. Like it just, a lot of times is like a big expectation to put on someone who, not to say they can't do it or that some don't do it well, but it's just completely two separate examples yep. of like how social media works. Yeah. And when you have a million things going on, just that's an easy thing to go. I don't have time for that, you know? And so you, you get a total mixed bag. And, and I think a lot of corporate marketing people, you know, <laughs> it just, it gives them, you know, the, they start shaking and like, you know, like I, I, I can't let all these people do this. They're going to butcher the brand. They're going to put us in legal jeopardy. You know, there's a lot of industries, you know, healthcare, financial services, mortgages, um, where, you know, you say the wrong thing and you could be held legally responsible. And so, you know, that is a problem. You know, that's a big problem. And you want to be able to, to have, social media at the local level, but how do you 
make sure. And if you have all these people that are just doing their own thing, it just opens you up for a lot of, you know, potential exposure. And, and then, you know, that's not even counting, like just people that just don't do it well. They don't understand how it works. They don't do the frequency, they don't respond. And so it's almost more of a negative than a positive, which is why a lot of people then resort back to number one, not doing anything at all, because they really don't know how to handle it. And and if you let them do it, you're going to have some superstars that do a really good job. And then you're going to pull your hair out wondering why isn't everybody doing this and and those are some of the reasons why you know and so letting the local people handle it you know it can work but generally it's going to work in a very limited way for some people you know and so it's not really a great option if you're a franchise or you have a dealer network or you know multiple locations where yeah, you know, and if you do do it well, generally you're getting somebody that has you're hiring somebody, right? That has that experience, that background, and that can be very expensive as well. You know, now if you have a local marketing person and that's that's their job, great, they can do it. Um, but you know, that's quite an investment that you're making. You know, per each location, and some franchises and brands they just don't have the resources to do that, and they, they want to rely on on the corporate. To, to be able to support their marketing, and that's part of their model. So um, number two, let the people handle it themselves, you know, is, is kind of a mixed bag, and that's really all you can expect. You can you can hope to give some training. You can hope that that more and more people can do it. But, you know, in, in doing this for over a decade with, with um, multi-location brands, I mean, it's just not realistic to expect – you know, consistency uh, of results, consistency of effort and, and process really at the local level with, without tech. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And the other thing is, is I think there's this misnomer that we've run into uh, a lot over the years um, in, in all of the multi-location services that we provide. There's, there are some people who think uh, like on the local level that you're coming to take that away from them. The, the ones who truly do social media well, who are treating it like a lifestyle, not a task, those are the people that really excel at that. And, and what you want to say is, is, no, we're just giving you additional tools, right? So the, and then you have the whole other segment, which is the majority of them who are like, oh, my gosh, can somebody please help me with this? This is this is I have other things that I need to be doing. So. This goes to that hybrid mode that that Matt was talking about is an option is, is actually extending help to your to your local market and your all of your locations and saying you can still have the freedom to to you know spread your wings and excel at this. But let us help you. Let us carry part of the load and make it easier. Yeah. Well, Kevin's you. jumping ahead. And <laughs> Kevin's jumping ahead a little bit here because. Oh, I don't know. That's like kind of the fourth option and we'll get to that. But I just wanted to say like the third thing that I wanted to mention before we get into that, because I do like the hybrid approach and we'll talk about how you can how you can execute that. But I think, you know, the third way that people like I think the third most common is just to try to manage it nationally. Like, you know, okay, yeah, we got to do something local, but we're just going to manage it nationally. And that's obviously better than doing nothing. Um, But. Uh, and you take away a lot of the risks and things that were in, you know, letting the people do it at the local level. But when most people, when they when they do this, you know, they miss out on that true localization. So a lot of the efforts we see 
in this regard are like, hey, I'm going to use something like a Hootsuite or whatever, and I can put in there 50 of my local accounts or 100 of my local accounts, and I can just post the same thing out to the local level. And while it's getting on a local account, it is, um, you know, it's pretty repetitive. It's not it's very difficult in that way to localize without a ton of effort and work because you literally have to have, you know, all these different posts that you're creating. So, you know, you take what you would do in a national level times if you had 50 local markets times it by 50, you know, and, you know, maybe there's a little bit of economies of scale there, obviously, and in, in some of the graphic production and, and some of the content ideas and things. But then you're constantly working, you know, to localize. And so this is where, um, and I think you miss out on no one can be an expert, you know, in each market. And I think from the the national perspective, there are some some good tech tools out there. I mean, what we focus on as a company is how do we do that with localization in mind? So we build data profiles for individual local markets. We can do variable substitution so that we're mentioning the city names and, you know, we can have different photography and things uh, swapped out, or we can post things to people that only sell a certain service, right? So like if you're an HVAC and we have a client that maybe half their locations do plumbing and half don't. So if we do plumbing content, we can select a group and we can publish it only going out to the, the local. So that's kind of a good, um, I think, approach where you can, you know, provided I think the caveat there is localization tools are really important. Otherwise, you're going to have a ton of work into it or you're going to have this really vanilla kind of repetitive message at every level that doesn't that's pretty easily sniffed out by customers, I think. Um, I mean, Kevin, do you want to kind of build on that? I know you have a lot of experience with it. Yeah, I mean, just from a day-to-day management standpoint, uh, the drudgery, and that's kind of what I was getting to with that help part is um, that, oh my gosh, I've got to copy and paste this. I've got to, oh wait, these 50 phone numbers have to change so that it's the correct phone number in the post. Or we have a, a, a shortened URL, a bit.ly, if you will, and I have to create that 50 different times and I have to make sure it's the right URL that goes with the right post. And and it yeah, the drudgery of doing that on a day-to-day basis with Otherwise, fantastic tools. I mean, I, I use Agora Pulse all the time. Uh, you, you've sweet over the years. Um, we're not saying that those are those are bad t- uh, tools. They're just not designed uh, to do uh, the personalization and the localization and the variation uh, to assist the person that's managing that every dadgum day. And then forget about the posting part of it. What about the response mechanism? Well, how am I going to only, what am I going to do? Go in and log into each individual thing to see if anything has come in? Or is that going to come to me in a nice report that says, these are the things that require actions? And how do I, how do I respond uh, appropriately and know what, how do I forward something to somebody that needs to be addressed at a higher level for compliancy levels or reasons and so forth. So, yeah, there's a whole lot of things that seem very simplistic at first, but again, just the drudgery and the, and the monotony of doing that on a day-to-day basis uh, when you have more than N amount of locations, there's, there's better ways to do it. Yeah, for sure. 
And that kind of <clears throat> leads me to, and, you know, a little bit later, we're going to talk about some of the tools and things that can help in this regard. I think this is a decent strategy. Um, it can work really well. It kind of maybe get you like 75, 80% of the way there, and you can have a pretty good delivery uh, if you have tools that can localize the stuff. I mean, that's really going to be key, and we can, we'll can we talk a little bit more about that. But that gives you the ability to make it feel local and do it at the local level, even though you're managing it all nationally, which is far better than just you know, doing posting out there that's all the same or, you know, the work to do it and to localize it. So the tech can get you a lot of way there. Now, I think the fourth option, which I think Kevin would probably agree is, you know, the best if you can make it work is kind of a hybrid approach, right? So where you have the tech tools in place, you're delivering stuff at a corporate level with great strategy, you know, you're doing all, most of the work, but then you have tools, as Kevin said, where you can monitor all the different responses. You can filter those out by keywords and types of posts that people are making. And then you have somebody at the local level that is responsible that can respond, right, um, for things that, that you know, need that. Or they can also contribute, you know, at a level where they know the market. Mm -hmm. They know they have the, the pulse of the culture locally and, and the community there that's you're engaging with whatever market you're in and they can give a little bit more dialed in content that have a pulse of the community, you know, on occasion. And, and that's what I would say. And there is, you know, the tech that we use um, can allow you to have uh, people at the local level with a degree of control where they could have to get a post approved, you know, can do a double approval process. And you can you can do things like that that allow you to have that local expert, but you still have that national program. And what I always say, and we say in all of our programs, it has to work if they do nothing, right, at the local level. So it's kind of similar to the, the complete national control if you have the right tools and you're localizing everything, but then you're adding in that component of boots on the ground, someone in local market that understands, that can contribute, and that can do that. And I think, you know, that goes a long way to really, you know, making it authentic, quick responses that are that are well thought out. And you're connecting people that get to that level of true interest, you know, or problems or issues or, or whatever that need to be solved by somebody, and you're connecting them to someone in the local market who can run with it, um, I think is, you know, the holy grail scenario where you're going to experience the best results. I mean, you want to add to that, Kev? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's go back to Bob, right? So, so Bob is, is a smart uh, local person and he s knows that their local team won, uh, you know, the big prize, the sports thingy. And so they just, he decides that he's going to say congratulations or whatever. The national is probably never going to do that. I mean, we have ways of doing that, but it's probably not, okay? Bob is going to do that because he's part of his community and he has uh, that connection, right? Bob could also say, hey, this product is really hot. My phone is ringing constantly asking me if I have this hot thing in stock. Or I can post on the social media, hey, we're expecting these to be back in stock on whatever. Stay tuned here and we'll let you know when we have them back, which reduces the phone volume, right? And also 
provides a better service to that locality. And Bob can do that on a local level. And if, you know, this person that's sitting at corporate is nervous about that, as Matt said, which sometimes they are, what's the language? How do they do that? Bob's a horrible speller. <laughs> Whatever the case is, right, you can have that review and approve process so that Bob's able to contribute and he feels like he's contributing. But then Sally's able to say, yeah, Bob, it's it's there, not there. Uh, you caveman. And and so here's this is what it's supposed to be. But there's all of that is is just a mechanism of having the right people. Now, the other thing that Matt said, which is gold, is it has to work if, if you don't have Bob. So when you set it up this way, what you're what you're conceding is, is that I still have to get I still want the business. So I still have to get this much of it done. Now, if I have five people that I can bring on board that will actually be Bob's great, then they can do that. If the rest don't, I still have to figure out how I can uh, get this done because the company needs the overall. Lift. Yeah. And I think you can. The cool thing is, you know, and a lot of people might start out, OK, we're just going to manage it nationally. And then you kind of start to get a feel for it. And then you can start rolling in local people. But you can have more of a, you know, paint by numbers approach. Like if you just gave me a blank sheet of paper and said, create me a cool picture of a, of a stream and a, and a a cobblestone bridge and and some nice fields and a forest like you're not going to get something very good for me <laughs> so you know i could try to do that but hey if if i had like a template with a paint by numbers and squares and paint sure. this color here and stay in the lines you know i could i could produce something really nice so you know that's kind of the idea you know at the corporate level what we want to do is we want to have a great foundation. We want to have a paint by numbers, some tech that makes it easy. And it's so much less intimidating for them at the local level. So, you know, I would say the majority of your markets are going to have somebody that understands the market, that understands the product, uh, the service, you know, what they're hearing, what consumers are interested in, and they, they can contribute. But if you take away all of that massive hurdle of, what do I do? And like, how do I start? And how do I use the tech? And you have really specific things that say, hey, we're going to provide the foundation. We're going to be pumping in content. We're going to localize it. We're going to be doing all those things. And what we're going to do is as we're getting responses back in, if there are things that where people are wanting to buy or they have a specific question, we're going to reroute that to you. And you'll get a notification and then you can go in and just and you give them really specific training on that. And then, you know, the next step would be, hey, here are kind of some of the content ideas that we want you to be able to do at the local level. Um, look for these opportunities like, you know, if you're doing local installations and you have photos of those or you their events or things you're sponsoring, you can have a list of a lot of really easy things to get done. And then they can just, you know, do it when those things kind of come up. And now you're getting more user generated content and things like that. But. Imagine like if you're the local person who has no experience in this, that is infinitely easier and more doable and attainable for you than just saying, hey, go to social media. Right. <laughs> I mean, that can be so intimidating. And here's our here's our guidebook and our uh, our policies on it. And here's the, you know, read through. Right. this. And, yeah. And I and I think the other thing is I, I don't think it should be underestimated that, for example, we have Thanksgiving coming up. 
So if National wanted to post across all of the locations, happy Thanksgiving and have something that's that their creative team came up with and, and whatever, that's great. Then, then that can go out. What that means is that the individual locations don't have to worry about posting that that day, right? And that means that they can spend time on other content for different days. So what you're doing is, is you're, again, it's back to that principle of sharing the load, right? And just so that people know is, is you can also have uh, categories built in where you have certain groups that say, we don't want the automatic holiday content, right? We're going to create our own holiday content. And then national could say, well, you know what? We trust those five that have requested that, that they're going to do it because they've been doing it so well. So through this whole thing, what we're talking about is it really boils down simply to how do you get the value? What's best for that organization's footprint and the, the resources, the a lot the available resources that they have to bring to bear for it? And then how do you make it attainable? How do you how do you make it so that they can do this or do it easier? This is and, and it really does come down to that. Um, if if every every single location in your market had a Bob, we wouldn't be talking about right. this because Bob would already be do, be killing it for you. Yeah. The Bobs would have it, right? That's not the reality of how it works. Yeah. So I think um, we've covered a lot of stuff. I mean, obviously, and what I'm hoping that you uh, take away from this is just that you know there is a lot of opportunity there. Obviously, you know, it varies by industry, what channels and platforms. And we didn't really even get into to the advertising side of it and boosting posts and things like that, which we'll save for another uh, future episode, getting down in the weeds. But what, what I really want you to take away is there is opportunity there. And despite the hurdles and things, we've talked about some strategies that can make it work. But really, um, if you're a multi-location brand and you want it to work for you, you have to have some tech to be able to do that, right? Um, it's just, it's too cumbersome. It's too much to manage to do it without that. I mean, you can, but you're going to have an army of people, uh, coordination nightmares and things like that. So um, what I would say is there there are some really great tools out there. We use a lot of technology to, to help empower our clients to do this where, uh, for example, we can localize posts, we can send them to different groups, we can allow local people to contribute in a controlled way where you can have uh, different workflows and approval processes at the local level. You can integrate them with local websites and landing pages and promotional things. That's all you know, part of a strategy, but there is tech out there to let you do it and to do it well. So I would just encourage you to think about that. Think about what you're doing currently. What are you doing at the local level? How's that working? And and take a step back and say, you know, how could we take kind of what we're doing nationally and a lot of the content and things that we're developing? And how can we provide that at the local level to really connect with people in our local community and do it in a way that makes it easy and less intimidating for people at the local level? And what can we do at a national level to support them? And just look for some, I mean, you can do your own research. I mean, certainly, you know, we're open to uh, having a conversation with anybody that's looking into this and, and needs um, 
to be pointed in the right direction or to see some of the tech that we use and that our clients use to enable this. But it's well worth, you know, the uh, the effort and, and the thought, because if you do it well, uh, a lot of people just aren't doing it well. <laughs> and the thing is, you know, if you're a multi-location brand and you're not thinking about this, think about the local businesses that you're you're competing against in each of your local markets. They're the ones like Elliot's massage therapist that, you know, they're doing it because they're so motivated to make their business work, to be successful. They know it's important. And you get those good entrepreneurs that are just doing it. You know, that's who you're competing against, you know, at the local level. So your local people, you know, they need to be um, having the same level of game. And, and the good news is, as a national brand, you have a lot of centralized assets and resources that a lot of local businesses don't have that you can provide. So the combination of what you do centrally and, and if you can use a hybrid approach where you're getting some local contribution, you know, you should be able to compete against anybody if you do it well. So I think that's, you know, the main point that we wanted to make, give you some ideas on how others are doing it, what the upside is, and and how you can start thinking about implementing a program and taking advantage of of social media, you know, across your your multi location um, brand. And it just occurred to me, Matt, that the one thing that we didn't talk about, and we'll have to say for another time as well, is we did not really delve into how wonderful it is to see at scale and the measurement, oh, yeah. the reality of what <laughs> oh, benefit yeah. it They're brings. Reported. We yeah. completely, we completely went past that, which means that now you have, you know, you have, you have marketing data coming in at scale as well that can guide the ship. Yep. Absolutely. And be able to get that and see in every market and how posts are, are working and the engagement level, you know, uh, it's fascinating stuff really to see you do a post and how to do in the Pacific Northwest versus, you know, uh, the Southwest versus the Northeast. I mean, those, those things are, are awesome to be able to see if there is differences and just, you know, what content people are responding to. That's another great advantage that you have as a multi-location brand, right? So you can see things, that are working across the board and you can do more of that and less of things that aren't. So you do get a lot more data. Now, obviously you still need to, to look at data on a market by market basis, which is important, but, but also you can see things across all your markets and, and that's really powerful. So thanks for bringing that up. Awesome guys. Um, I did have one more thing I was thinking of while you guys were speaking, which is really the motivation for, why, like, if you're a manufacturer, you know, what is your motivation? If you're, if you're a franchise, what is your motivation for doing social media really well? And, you know, I was thinking about it and for a franchise, you know, you want to make, you want to make sure that you're providing something that works really well for your franchisees, you know, that you guys kind of mentioned it's buttoned up. It's like, here's a, we have a process for every other part of your business. That's why you bought into our franchise. Here's a process for social media as well. 
And then with, uh, you know, uh, you know, and sometimes revenue is in franchise models are different, but sometimes revenue is associated with, you know, how well, obviously you want to grow your business and you want to, you know, have good numbers to show people so you can enroll more franchisees, um, which social media and having something there can, can help with that. But also with French, with, uh, manufacturers, it's your revenue is tied to your social media across your different dealer network or whatever you have. And so it's, it's advantageous for you to have something there where you're visible, um, and you can, you know, measure the attribution and, and, and do something that way. So, um, just kind of like some, some thoughts I had, uh, on, on why you might be motivated. Um, and, um, anyway, um, anything else to add guys before we, uh, well, I mean, I think that's a good point. It, you know, I mean, motivation wise, you want to build brand affinity, right? You want, and depending on the business that you're in, I mean, some businesses get a lot of transactional opportunities through social media. One example, I can think of, I remember I was in getting my haircut and like all the, the there were several gals in the salon and they were all talking, it was like close to lunch. And there was this like healthy smoothie place down the street and they're all looking at their Instagram. Hey, this is a new drink they have, or there's a promotion, a coupon, you know, uh, buy one, get one 50% off. And so like, they were all like connected to this brand through Instagram. Right. And that's how they were getting updates and notification. And it was keeping them top of mind. And as people were getting close to lunch, they were like, you know, seeing that, you know, we talked about boats. If you're a boat manufacturer, like, um, you know, or you're into modified trucks or, or whatever, like seeing what the community is doing, what people are doing with, you know, their vehicles or their boat, like, you know, seeing those lifestyle images, um, what people are doing on different lakes and you're educating your, like for bigger type purchases, higher consideration products, you know, you're engaging in, and that's typically a longer sales cycle. You might be thinking about buying a boat, but you're might not be going to do it for six months or a year. So now you're starting to do your research and those brands that do a good job of showing people having fun, showing different options for different lifestyles. Like, are you wanting to, to use your boat to do, you know, extreme sports and wake surfing and, you know, wakeboarding and tubing, or do you want something that's more of a, a cruiser where, you know, so the better you do that and you have good content, people that are in the market for those things, they want to consume that because, you know, as any of us, you know, try, are thinking about a, pro, uh, a purchase or we're going to remodel our house, you know, I know my wife is constantly, you know, looking at all those things and, coming up with ideas. So, you know, again, there's, there's a lot of different purposes and motivation, but clearly at the end of the day, it's how do you grow your business? How do you become more successful, both in the short and the long term? Um, and there's different goals, you know, it's, it's brand recognition, it's brand affinity, it's repeat customers, it's reaching new people that don't know about you. Um, it's answering questions, you know, social media has just become another way, you know, a very prevalent way that we communicate in society. And if you're not there and you're not listening, it's just like Kevin said, you're not answering certain phone lines and you're making, you know, a concerted effort to kind of shut that down. But if you foster it and you do it well, you know, regardless, irregardless of what your motivations are, you know, as a company, I mean, that needs to factor into the strategy, but having a strategy is going to be far better than just doing nothing. Right on. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for being with us, Kevin. Appreciate you having on. Appreciate you being on the podcast with us today. Uh, it was fun to have uh, fun to have you on. Um, I appreciate being included, and I and I just would follow up to say, every business wants to at least be considered. 
and you need to look at any and all ways that you have available to your business to be considered. You want to be in the lineup. You want to be, yeah. you want to be considered, right? And so um, how do you get each of your locations considered? I love that. Good final word. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us this week for the Multi-Location Marketing Show, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Multi-Location Marketing Show. If you're a multi-location business wanting to improve your local marketing, visit marketsnare.com forward slash podcast for more content and resources. While you're there, book a call with one of our multi-location specialists where we'll dive into your local marketing challenges and offer recommendations for improvements. Thanks again for listening. And we'll see you next week on the Multilocation Marketing Show.